0: Turn up your volume, because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast, with Tony Marinero. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. Brought to you by Cherry River Hard Seltzer. Only 90 calories, natural flavors, and no preservatives. Now available in Quebec Groceries and The Beer Store.
1: Marinero, the sick podcast the Canadians lose for a seventh game in a row this time 5-2 to the Penguins in Pittsburgh joining me the guy that got the most reaction out of anyone in the last year of all the Habs episodes that we've done on the sick podcast he's former Montreal Canadian Mike Ribeiro what's going on
2: how's it going thank you you it's going good
1: I got you fresh like right after the game you watch the game and I got you fresh I know you're a proud guy I know you want this team to do well. Mike, they are the worst team in the Eastern Conference and statistically the second worst team in the entire National Hockey League with a 250 winning percentage. Only Arizona is worse at 222 winning percentage. The Canadians have three points more than Arizona who have three games in hand. Canadians have played 30 games, Mike. They've only won six. And once again, tonight, their seventh loss in a row. Mike Ribeiro, you say what?
2: I say you cannot win without your best players not in the lineup. It's impossible in any sports. Give me a take LeBron James and uh, Davis out of the uh, Lakers. They're not going to win. Uh,
1: well, I think you. the Lightning have won eight of their last ten without Kucherov in point, but I get you. They still have Vasilevsky and Hedman in company.
2: Okay, yeah, who's, to, who's supposed to be the best player in hockey? Your goaltending. So it was It was supposed to be uh, – when you go to the cup, most teams after they go to the cup and lose, they don't have a good start. It's impossible. You're right.
1: You're right. They don't. Is, is no. that Mike, – Mike, what do you think that is? that – besides the fact that you have a short summer, is that a group that is demoralized, that doesn't have enough time to recharge the batteries and come back? Is that what you yeah, probably think it point, is? I
2: think, I think you got to go with emotion. Your emotions are so high. You go to the finals, it's so high, and then you get beat. It takes time. And then when you start the next season without your goalie, your best D. So last year when your uh, teams used to look at Montreal, you had Weber, uh, Edmondson. Yeah. Uh, uh, who was it? Chera. Petrie. Uh, uh, Petrie. So when you look at that lineup, right, before the game, you're like, oh, my gosh, it's going to be hard against those Ds, right? They're yeah. Yeah. Big. Especially
1: in the playoffs where the refs don't call everything, right? Big
2: cross They're big big boys, right, that can play. Yeah. But then you start the season without your goalie, without Weber, without Edmondson, without, like, okay, so you're a step back already before the season starts. Uh, the other thing, uh, let's say, uh, what's the kid, uh, the rookie, Coffield or something?
1: Yeah, Cole Caulfield, it, yeah.
2: It had to be expected this year that he's going to have a hard time. Because teams now that saw him in the playoffs, well, we got to bet it, take a uh, an eye on this kid right so it's going to be harder for him it's just normal this is normal for him to go through this right now
1: okay we'll get to him in a second mike let's backtrack for a second i thought in training camp uh that with weber unofficially retired with Dano that ended up signing with the los angeles kings with Eric Stahl that wasn't back, with Corey Perry who ended up signing with Tampa, with Tatar who went to New Jersey, who was part of a real good line with Deneau and Gallagher for three seasons. And then, you know, you get out of camp, you find out that Paul Byron's out, Joel Edmondson's out, that Kerry Price goes into the players' assistance program. I thought back then that players aren't much different from fans. If fans look at this and they say, A, the team was weaker than last year's team to begin with, and now B... They're missing some of their best players. Everyone is demoralized. I thought the players would be demoralized too. It sure looks that way, Mike. Is that what you're telling us as well? Besides the fact that it hurts when you're missing your best players, there's, there's a demoralization set into the group?
2: You lost half of your team. You like like The names that you call it, Stahl, Perry, uh, those injuries, you lost half of your team that
1: went to the cup. Edmondson, Weber.
2: Oh, you can go on and on.
1: Carry price.
2: People will say, well, it doesn't matter when guys are injured. I'm sorry. If uh, Tom Brady uh, is injured, (laughs) uh, the Bucks doesn't win. Uh, It doesn't matter. If your top players are not healthy, you can't win. Or you can, but it's not going to be, you know, you're not going to go to the cup again. So, okay, you start like that, but people back home, you got to understand that. Like, okay, there were six in what you said. It was to be expected. The coach, okay, he's going to put his system and stuff, but geez, like it's not easy to score. It's not easy. Okay. To-
1: okay, so what about the system? Because tonight after the game, Jeff Petrie said, there's just no structure out there. Now, you correct me if I'm wrong, and I know that players have to play within the system, but the structure is up to a coach to implement, and ultimately, it's his responsibility. Is it not? Okay.
2: Here's one thing for you. Okay, yeah, obviously, it's the coach to uh, adjust himself, right, through the game. But when I used to be a player, it was always the coach's fault, right? It's the coach's fault. And then I start coaching my son. I start coaching and realize it's not my fault. <laughs> I've been uh, teaching them in practice, telling them what to do, showing them video, and you still cannot be structured. Then I think it's a mental. It's, it's Hold on
1: a second. Is it possible Is it possible that you can get to the same bottom line, but you can probably show them another way how to get there because they're not getting the method that you're teaching them? Is that possible? It's like a teacher that teaches math to her classroom, right? If she teaches them to do the formula one way and they don't get it, but then all of a sudden they go to a tutorial and another math teacher teaches them another way, All of a sudden, they get it. Is it possible that they're not getting what the coach is telling?
2: It's possible. But for now, for Montreal, right? Yeah. You You don't score goals. You score one into a game. That's the max you do, right? Yeah. Right. So your mindset as a player has to be, when I go on the ice, I cannot get score against. It's not about scoring a goal because you're not going to win games 5-4, 6-2 because you can't score. The only way you're going to win games is one nothing, 2-1. Okay, can I right? counter that as well? You can counter. It's your mindset as a player. As
1: I get player. you. But when you know that you're not going to make the playoffs, everyone in the world knows they're not going to make the playoffs. Some of them are on long-term contracts, so they've packed it in. Others probably want to get the hell out of there. And some other ones are going to think of themselves and their individual stats before they think of what they have to do for the team. What gives them the best chance of winning a one nothing or a 2-1 game? They're not going to make the playoffs anyway. So
2: they're not going to play the system. Okay. But if I go down to you. You agree right? with that or not? Yes. But if I go down to you now and say, who's your GM right now? You don't have one, right?
1: Well, everybody knows Jeff Gordon's the GM. Come on.
2: Okay. I mean, you're in
1: Nashville and you know that. The whole world knows that.
2: I know, but the players in the room, do they know who
1: Jeff Gordon is? Well, if they don't know, I mean, I could always send them a fax or an email, or they could call me and I'll tell them.
2: No, but those most most of those kids don't know who Jeff Gordon is.
1: Okay. Yeah. I, I I hear you. Okay. They don't they, know. Where, okay. Montrell, all right.
2: Montreal are scared to put Patrick there. You guys are scared. The organization is scared to put Patrick because Patrick is as the, well. They
1: should be Mike. They should put him Mike. Savet cercle du Soleil if they put him there. All right, Mike. Oh, no.
2: Why Be scared of it. Why fear that Patrick's going to tell the truth? But if I'm a player, yeah, and they announce Patrick, uh, oh my gosh, okay, Patrick, I'm gonna, I better do something because Patrick will kick me out if I don't do it. He won't be scared to uh, speak. The problem is that Montreal are scared that Patrick will tell the truth too much. <laughs>
1: so, and you'd then, like to see Patrick was what as the GM,
2: as a GM. When has
1: he ever been a GM in the National Hockey League?
2: Because as a coach, he's too emotional.
1: I understand. But it can't be that as a GM, he's too emotional.
2: Mike. No, no, same thing with Bergeron. Wait, the reason you went to the finals. Yeah. It's because Bergeron had emotions. He loved, you can see up upstairs, a pump fist. The emotion of them goes down. It starts from the top.
1: Well, Mike, 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 Bergevin was there for nine and a half years. They made the finals once. With your logic, they would have made it all the time.
2: No, but you made it
1: once. Yeah.
2: problem with Montreal is that... They, people- they had
1: one run in them, Mike. Mike, they had one run in them. They got hot for a month.
2: Hey, but wait. The problem with Montreal is that people still think there's only six teams. <laughs> there's six teams uh, that started. So people still think that there's only six teams. They're going to make the final. They're going to win Cubs all the time. There's 32 teams. It doesn't happen again, okay? For okay. You guys, finals, wow, that's that's incredible, okay? But the only person that won the last cup, not just in Montreal, but in Canada, was him, was Patrick. But they fear that they, uh, his, his personality is too strong.
1: He's too Mike, strong. what? Oh, Mike, hold on a second. It's a sick podcast and it's brought to you by Cherry River Heart Seltzer. Only 90 calories, natural flavors, no preservatives, now available in Quebec grocery stores and the beer store. Mike, I like you a lot. I've always got along with you, but I'm not going to agree with you on this one. I'm going to tell you why. Okay, so tell me. Hold, I, hold on a second. I don't understand that logic. The guy who won was him. You know how many guys have won and they tried with the Canadians? And, it, it, and I'm not going to compare careers, right? But... All the alumni they brought back, Ray Jean Mario Tremblay, Ivan cornoy Steve Schott, Bob Ganey, Rick Green, uh, Sylvain Lefebvre, Guy Carboneau, Kirk Muller, like, uh, Stéphane Lebo, like, uh, anyone who's anyone has worked for this organization it hasn't brought them success.
2: But no one's like Patrick.
1: But, uh, but, if, but if Patrick was so great, where's he been for the last six years since he left uh, Colorado?
2: He's running. He's like Quebec for how many how many years?
1: Yes, he's been he's been there for like twelve years, okay, or whatever it was in all. But after he left Colorado, which was what I don't know six years ago, whatever it was, no one came calling for him because obviously no one thinks he can do the job. No, because and everyone, you're saying the most no, storied franchise in hockey, no, everyone's where
2: scared, everyone's scared. of him because he he speaks his mind. He's going to tell you whatever he thinks, and he doesn't care. But people are scared of his arrogance or his, uh, like, he did that uh interview t- uh, putting, like, the, the, the scout guy under the bus.
1: Yeah, okay. he threw Trevor Timmons under the bus.
2: Oh, was it not right? Was it not? Is that not the truth? Or
1: hold, hold on a second. Hold on a second. So now we can question Trevor Timmons' work all we want. It's some good moves, some bad moves. And you could say probably that he didn't do the job. And I can understand that. All right. Trevor Timmons was hired by Andre Savard in 2002. Yeah, I was there. Okay. He was with the Canadians. He's, he was with the Canadians for almost 20 years. Okay. At one point when Andre Savard was out and then uh, Pierre Gauthier came in, Trevor Timmons was still on board. Then Pierre Gauthier, so was uh, what was it was? Andre Savard? It was Bob Gainey. It was Pierre Gauthier. And then it was Mark Bergervin. And then under Mark Bergervin, Trevor Timmons got promoted to assistant GM, which is just a title because he got a raise and all that stuff. Okay. But Patrick calls out Trevor Timmons. I don't think Trevor Timmons is the guy to call out. Call out the guy who hired him. Call out the other guy who kept him. Call out the other guy who kept him. Call out the other guy who kept him. Call out the guy who gave him a raise. Call out the guy who promoted him. Funny, you a, to, okay, what yeah, said. I, I
2: understand. But you want Patrick to uh, call out Molson? Um, Because he's he's the owner at the end of the day.
1: So, if I want a job, if I want to. If if they would give him the job, he probably would call him out at some point. He's that emotional.
2: No, you guys are scared of him. Montreal is scared of someone that will talk and tell the truth. It's easier to just.
1: Okay, maybe the owner is scared of him. Maybe the VP of hockey ops would not want to work. Look, uh, Jeff Gordon's not going to want to work with Patrick Waugh. A, you know that. And B, too strong
2: give me uh give me one uh give me an option then who
1: I don't know who they're gonna hire no but give me your option i, I think I think the person they want to hire is Kent Hughes, but I don't think he's gonna accept the job because he's an agent who's making big money and it would be uh it would be a pay cut okay and, and tell, um tell other reasons probably
2: and tell me how many of your twenty five players know him
1: who but Mike. The twenty-five
2: Mike. players in the room. If they call in Patrick, yes, uh, they're going to say, "Well, Patrick, I better start going because Patrick won't
1: fuck." Him Mike, Mike, it doesn't matter who the GM is. If you're not going to perform, you're going to be out. Now you're a smart Mike. You're a smart guy. You know as well as I do. This is just a title. The GM is Gordon. You know that.
2: Obviously, he's going to have the last call. Right? Gordon will have the last call.
1: Gordon right? is the GM in disguise, Mike. You know that. And if they wanted Patrick Roy, well, they would have named him and not Gordon.
2: And that's why they're not going there. But as a player in the room, the 20 players, yeah. tell me how many guys knew Jeff Gordon?
1: Well, I mean, I don't I don't know. I know him.
2: No, I know because you're a hockey you're part, but those kids that are in the room, yeah. how many of those knew Jeff Gordon? I'll say two. Maybe two, okay. Okay, but if you say Patrick, what? How many of those know them? How many of those players know Patrick?
1: I understand, but with that logic, we'll take uh, we'll take Wayne Gretzky, we'll take Mario Lemieux, we're going to take anyone who was anyone in hockey, it it and we're going to give them a key a, a key position.
2: It doesn't mean that you're a good player that you can do that job. It doesn't mean that when Wayne, bueno, best player ever in the world, couldn't coach. Okay. Yeah. Okay, you try you to coach. It doesn't mean that, uh, because you're the best player that you can coach or be a GM. But your presence, your presence makes a lot of uh, makes a lot. Okay, when Patrick walks in the room, huh? Okay, there's a presence.
1: Yeah, With he Bobby. still has to know the players in the league, and he still has to know who to go out and who to get and who not to get and how to build a team.
2: Yes, but that's where Jeff Gordon is there for. You need Patrick to be a present, to be like, uh, feared.
1: The players will fear him, and you got to produce because if you don't work and produce, then you're done. Mike, you know as well as I do. The players now, listen, if they hire Patrick Watt to be the GM, let's just say they hire Patrick Watt to be the GM, okay? They're going to give him 2 million dollars a year because the guy who's making the money in the term is don't, Jeff Gordon.
2: Okay, but don't talk we don't need to, that's the problem in Montreal too. It's always connected to how
1: much money. Okay, but let me let me make my point. If they're going to give him 2 million dollars a year and you have guys that are making y'all me is making 3.4 million. There's guys that are making 4 million, 5 million, 6 million, 7 million, 8 million, 9 million, 10 million. You Who think they care you? about Patrick Waugh?
2: Who give that to those players?
1: Yeah, Mark Bergevin gave it to them. But you think they care about Patrick Waugh? It's a business, Mike. They don't care if he's the GM, I'm the GM, you're the GM. They're not going to play better because of Patrick Waugh. They're going to play when they want to play, and when they don't want to play, they don't play, like they're doing this year.
2: Okay, well, after Patrick, you should get a coach called Mike.
1: <laughs> Mike who? Mike me. <laughs> but, Mike you. There's a Hold on a second. There's a Mike Yo in, in Philly. Are you, ta- are you talking about you? Yeah. Okay. You think you're ready to coach the Montreal Canadians in four years In four years? Okay. That's all. That's what I was going to say. You know, listen, with all due respect to you, you don't have the CV to coach the Canadians yet. You need a baggage of experience, right? You might be a good coach one day, but right I, now you're not ready to coach the Canadians. You don't have the CV.
2: I can definitely be a better power play coach or a, a specialty coach. Uh, OK, so when I play oh,
1: power play, listen, I would bring you in as a power play consultant and make you grow within the organization if that's what you wanted. And then we'll see as a power play specialist, I'd bring you in. But right now, I wouldn't bring you in. You want to know why? Tell me why. Because I want them to lose games. They need to rebuild, man.
2: Uh, OK, but you they gotta, need to
1: lose games, Mike.
2: You got to rebuild those kids in the system that they're going to learn through the years. So a coach is fighting so bring years.
1: them to how to bring them to Laval.
2: Here's the, okay. Here's one thing that coach don't do. Tell me. So they have defensive uh defensive zone systems, right? Yeah. Neutral zone systems, right? Okay. A four check, right? Okay. But once you recuperate that puck on your four check, what's your okay. system?
1: Okay, what- can I take a can I take a guess at this with the little knowledge that I have?
2: What's your offensive zone system?
1: Okay, so listen, I'm gonna talk to you about various offensive zone strategies, which would that in- interpret as a system? So I'm gonna have, so let's just say you got F one on your left, you F1. got F two on your right.
2: One, F two, F three. That's a four check. That's you're still in the defensive
1: side of the puck. Okay, so once I, you get I, on I, the off hold on yeah, a second.
2: Puck. Once we get the puck in the offensive zone, what's your system?
1: Okay, so once you get the puck, I I don't know what the system is. I could talk to you about different strategies you can use, and then I'd like to hear from you what you say, right? So either the F1 um, can go wide to the outside and go to the net. The F2 can go wide to the outside and go to the net. The F1 can go wide, and if he gets by his defender, throw it in front to the F2. The F1 can go in and then work a delay and come back, and then feed the F3, who can get a shot on net. The F1 can work a delay and get the puck to the F3, who goes and you cycle the puck behind the net. These are different offensive zone strategies, correct? Strategies.
2: But okay. most coaches will tell you, uh, especially like the Utah hockey, be like, be creative when you get the puck, right?
1: Okay.
2: Here's the problem. When you don't have an offensive zone system, what happens yeah. is, let's say I have the puck, right? Yep. And they're like, you don't have an offensive zone system, okay? So it means that the other teams, the five players on the other teams, they don't know what I'm doing with the puck, right? Okay. But the four uh, the four players on my team, they don't know either because you don't have an offensive zone system. So what happens when I have the puck in this position, Yep. five guys from the other team, they don't know what I'm going to do with the puck, right? Mm-hmm. But the four guys on my team don't know either. So, if you have an offensive zone system, what happens when I touch the puck? Okay. Four players on my team know where to go.
1: Okay. So, based on the personnel that they have, which right now, as you know, is estimated, They have half a team. What offensive zone system would you implement?
2: Automatics. So, now, it doesn't matter the skill you have, but it's automatics. So, if I'm at this point on the ice, there's a trigger. So, yeah. Everyone knows in my team where the puck's going to go. So now you become a step ahead of the defensive team because you know what I'm going to do with the puck. And once the other guy touches the puck where I threw it, mm-hmm. everyone in my team knows what he's supposed Three options. Of course. Most of the time you have three options. Yeah. Entry zone, this is your options. Offensive zone, this is your options. But now when he touches the puck, all my teammates, we all know what he's gonna, uh, where that puck's going to go. Because that's the system. You gotta do what I told you because that's the sense. But if you don't know, if I get the puck and I you just like be creative, right? Well, yeah. All the teammates don't know what I'm gonna do. We're like at the same stage of the defensive team. But if if you have an offensive zone system, yeah, then, then you're a step ahead of the other team. And now it becomes automatics, triggers where the puck's at, and then you stay you uh you sustain offensive zone time. Today I watched the game to sustain what three shifts, three shifts out of the game that are yeah. able to stay in the offensive zone more than 10 seconds. Yikes. A lot of times I saw their dumping. Like they yeah. don't they don't dump they don't dump the puck with a purpose. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh the reason they put those lines for the goalie, yeah, not go play the puck in the corner, right? Mm-hmm. Why would you still throw the puck behind the net for the goalie to play it? Okay, like this is uh, focus. This is, uh, this is just uh, uh common sense here. There's okay. a re- to, but all the, all our dumps today was throw it rim it behind the net. The goalie yeah. plays it when the goal when the goalie comes and plays it. It uh, changes your forecheck. Yeah, now you have to go on a one to two instead of a two three. So placement is really important. Okay. I didn't none of it today. None
1: of it. Defense- okay, so hold on a second. Oh, I want to get back to this in a second. Sidney Crosby tonight does this thing again. He's got a couple of assists in the game. If you'd like to pick up his jersey or any jersey of any player in the league, sportbuffshop.com for all of your officially licensed sports apparel and our SICK merchandise as well. Use code SICK15 for 15% off on all of their items. My question to you tonight, Mike Ribeiro, you're talking about offensive zone system. Are you telling me that Dominic Ducharme, since he's been with the Montreal Canadiens, has not implemented one? Well,
2: if you don't have uh, offensive zone time in the offensive zone, I cannot see what it is. If you just dump the puck and they get out all the time and you cannot sustain offensive zone time, well, what's your system? I don't know. I cannot see it.
1: So you're saying they don't have an offensive zone system?
2: I don't think a lot of coaches have one. Okay. There's not a lot of coach that has uh, offensive. Okay, you, you do have your forecheck. But forecheck is a defensive uh, uh system. Okay, it's to uh put pressure to recuperate the puck. But a lot of coaches don't have, once you get the puck, what do we do with it? Right? And I, I just said it. So you need that uh often, but not a lot of coaches have it.
1: When you hear Jeff Petrie talk and you see uh, the amount of times the players have shown up and given their 100% and some the amount of times they haven't, does it lead you to believe that this coach does not have the respect of his veterans in his locker room?
2: It's hard for me because I'm not there, right? I hear you. And uh, no, it's hard to, like, you, you still went to the Cup last year. I know you don't have the same formation, not the same team. I don't know. I, well, he
1: did go to the Cup last year, but, I mean, the biggest series was one by Luke Richardson, it leads you to believe I'm not taking anything away from Ducharme. It leads me to believe that that was a group last year. I'm not going to say that they, they, they had a lot of leadership and, and they were, they were a team and they did it together. And I think there's a lot of leaders that led the pack last year.
2: Okay. And I think I posted something on Facebook one night too, like saying that a lot of times doesn't really matter who the coach, like, it comes down to the players okay but the play, most players don't understand the game and it took me a long time this is uh there's no anticipation anymore okay this is system this is like almost like a computer Ro- game robots system. robots so because it's uh yeah a computer game almost you know yeah I mean, yeah and, joystick and, and this the the team that sticks with the system yeah the longest will win the game and that's why the teams that score first win
1: 75% of games because the other team deviates from their system. Okay. Well, you have to, you have to, for, for you to be able to pull that off and what you just said, you need disciplined players. You need players that will not take penalties. You need players who will not play with the puck in the defensive zone. You need players who will be willing to compromise individual you to, stats. You need to communicate to those players.
2: Yes. That the options I gave you. That's the only ones you have. So if let's say entry zone, right? In yeah. The offensive zone. When you go in the offensive zone, there's only three ways to get in. First one is wide with speed. Yes. If you can get in the zone wide with speed, get in the zone. The second one. Yeah. Chip to south. So if the D stands me up at the blue line, I can yes. myself. Okay. Yeah. And the third one to get in the zone is if the D steps up, but I'm getting pressure from behind. I got to put that puck in the corner, not behind the net. I saw a lot of uh, our uh, players in Montreal cross corners, dumps cross corners. When you cross corner a puck, it bounces back to the defensive uh, the other D right in his, right in his blade. So you actually give him a, a free pass, right?
1: And boom, and the puck is out. Then it goes the other oh, way. Oh,
2: so you got to, uh, uh, where you put the puck to get to, uh, go back and get it. You got to be smart. You got... Uh, today, watch the game. Let's say we had 20 dumps, 18 of them to the goalie. To the goalie. Pucks out of the zone. Pucks out of the zone. You cannot create offense. The only two times you did, turnover from a D that tried to pop out to the middle, and Duran scored. Second one,
1: the D... Hey, drew was going tonight. Duran played tonight.
2: Okay a drink at okay you need more than just one like i said it's a, it's a unit of 5
1: but what do you think of drew on pace to score 14 goals this year he's never scored more than 21 in his career uh last year he scored four goals and what was an injury plague season i get it but he would have been on pace for you hey. know not many
2: okay but wait before drew got his injury his wrist injury i think
1: yes he was doing well okay
2: it, took a, it takes a year for you to come back, okay? Yeah. So, so the year that he came back, was it last year? People should have expected that he's not going to score 20 goals. It's impossible. Yeah. You, seriously, like, uh, let's say you have three days off. You go back in practice, man, you feel sore everywhere. Your feet, uh, everyone's killing you. It's But like if you miss a full year, you got to expect that that kid, that year that he came back, was not about his points where about getting back to the pace, getting back to the
1: But you know as well as I do what the talent he has. He should be leading the Canadians in points every year. You know that, Mike. I right? Know. I know, but is he a winger or a center? Well, he's a winger because he's not good enough on a 200-foot game to play center. But why? Well, because he doesn't work as hard as he should.
2: No, but why? Like, why is the other one that is center? Is uh, It's not like you guys are doing great, but, like, why not try to kick center for five, for 10 games? Why not?
1: Because they did that a couple of years ago. It didn't work out. Okay, but I think he's more mature and I understand that. Yeah. That's Listen, to be honest, he's more of a playmaker than he is a scorer. We all know that. I mean, the abilities that's- he has that- resemble that of a centerman. It's just that they don't think he's very defensively responsible. You know that?
2: Yeah. But then as a center, you got to understand what's the strengths of your teammates, of your lineies. When I played in Dallas, I had Brother Morrow and Gary Lettinen.
1: Yeah, well, you had one of the best two-way hockey players in hockey. Okay. And you had a guy who's a tireless worker.
2: Okay, so if I'm going to be behind the net in the offensive zone, I'm yeah. going to need you two guys. I'm going to make you guys score. I'm going to need you two guys to back check for me, okay?
1: Yeah, and they're going to do it.
2: And they're going to do it. And once I'm going to come to the defensive role a little bit later, but come in and get out. And I'll, I'll
1: yeah, but it. have you seen the personnel on the Canadians? Mike Hoffman doesn't play a two hundred foot game. Tyler Tofoley very slow. Cole Caulfield not great defensively either. Leon Take Kittle. a look at the wingers that they have. It's okay, I don't so think. What do you do then, as a team?
2: So then your mindset has to be when I jump on the ice. I cannot get scored against. So your mindset has to be defensive. You have to be
1: in a position defensively to not get scored. Not So, Mike, Mike, how do you sell that idea to guys that have probably pretty much thrown in the towel? How do you sell that idea? You know as well as I do. They're not going to make the playoffs. They know it. I know it. You know, everybody knows it. Everyone. How do you sell that idea to them?
2: Uh, we're building something here. We understand we went to the cup, we're taking a step back, right? Because a lot of things is happening this year, but we're building something. And if you don't okay, want to, how about if you're
1: the coach and you tell me that? If you don't and want then, to buy then...
2: you don't want to buy in to the uh to the direction we're going, the path we're going, we are taking a step back, but you're a veteran, you're gonna help uh, help the kids. The way you're gonna help the kids is by showing them on the ice what you're supposed to do, be in your position, be defensively. Okay? And if we lose 2-1 in overtime, let's grind games. Let's push games to the end. Let's let's try to go to overtime. Let's grind the game, right? We're building here. If you want to be part of the building, then we'll move you
1: on. Okay? But uh I, I was just going to ask you that. You're the coach, you come in the room, you say that. You leave the locker room, I look at the guy next to me and I say, I'm 30 years old. I've been here for 10 years. I never won the cup. I don't want to be part of this. I want to go win somewhere.
2: I'll tell him, I tried it. It didn't work. It's not about what you feel It's selfish. It's about the team and uh, even more. But I'm not going to give you all my
1: tricks as a coach. <laughs> okay. Now, in ending, this has been fun, Mike. And you know, I'd love to do it with you all the time. In ending, what are you going to do over the next four years so that you're ready to coach the Montreal Canadiens four years from now? I'm, I'm serious when I ask you this. So you said in four years, you want to be, you think you'll be ready What are you going to do over the next four years? You can't coach your son's team for the next four years. Uh, I'm going to make sure that my son is set.
0: Yes.
2: And uh, you got to keep in the game. You got to keep watching games. uh, Watch uh, what they do. Like uh, every five years, six years, the game changes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, New coach, new systems, new. uh, So you got to be. I was able to play long enough because I was able to adjust myself. As a coach, you need to adjust as the game goes. I cannot be after the game and trying to adjust. Keep your eyes on the game. Keep watching the game, okay. And always trying to learn something, okay. Uh, when I went to the minors at the end of my career, right, I could have said, you know what, f right. Who cares? The coach that coaches uh, Minnesota right now.
1: Yeah, but right? you had a contract. You wanted to get paid.
2: I know. I know. I understand. I, and pay. Yeah. but when I went there and practice, and uh, you know what, I learned so much from that coach. I was 37, career done, and I was yeah. still learning. I learned faceoff plays from that coach. I learned different uh, mindset, different uh, thinking, different perspective of the game. You always have to learn. And what I did when I would play, I had a lot of good coaches. Is that I took everything that I thought it was good in my mind. So uh, Julien, uh, all the coaches I had, Tippett, uh Crawford, everybody. yeah. I don't hear
1: you, Mike. You hear me? I don't hear you. Yeah, I know, Mike. Son. All right. Okay. Hold on a second. Now I hear you. I don't hear you. You hear me?
0: I don't hear you. Okay, Mike. Let's talk next time. I don't hear you anymore.
1: I'm gonna end it now. Marinero, follow us on Facebook. At the Sick Podcast, follow us on YouTube at the Sick Podcast. Subscribe, it's free. I didn't hear him anymore. All right, next time. Salut, Mike. Patrick Wise, GM. Listen to him. Come on. Mike, where are you going, Mike? Mike, this is great. I can talk and you can't talk back. Where are you going with Patrick Wise, GM? You coach, Rod GM. What is this? Sickness LA. Ciao, Mike. Salute. Bye-bye. Buonasera. Prossimo. Ciao, ciao. <laughs>
0: And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow The Sick Podcast on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Cherry River Hard Seltzer. Only 90 calories, natural flavors, and no preservatives. Now available in Quebec Grocers and the Beer Store. And Johnny Bootlegger's Whiskey Old Fashioned is both refreshing and authentic to the classic cocktail. Available now at Saks near you.